Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside Connor Baltazor. And today we're going to be doing our weekly non-football recap. We're also not covering basketball. That will have its own time. But we're just going to dive right into it. No recruiting news. We're going to be covering soccer, volleyball, and then two wacky segments of the week. So this might be a shorter episode. Keyword might be. We've said that before and been horribly wrong. But... Let's get right into the soccer recap. The first game that we will be covering was the home matchup against the University of Texas. Uh, Connor and I were in attendance at this game, and uh, let, let's just say that the 2-0 loss that we took, yeah, it felt like a 2-0 loss. It felt like way worse than a 2-0 <laughs> loss. That's at least how I felt, because... Uh, we just kind of got absolutely dominated by Texas for a majority of this game. It felt like we lost 5-0, but somehow we kept it to 2-0. Uh, we had solid goalkeeping, and for the most part, the backline defense was decent enough, but they were still clearly outclassed uh, by this Texas squad. Uh, they um, Texas ended up with 12 shots and 6 shots on goal. KC had 5 shots and one shot on goal, and every single one of K-State's shots came in the second half. A lot of them came pretty late as well. Yep. So, uh, it wasn't a particularly pretty game. Uh, Texas scored both of their goals within about 10 minutes of each other. Trinity Byers had one in the 28th minute, and Julia Grosso had one in the 37th minute. So, and they were both, uh, or at least the first goal, I recall, was... um, uh, it was kind of a runaway goal. It was definitely a breakdown of the defense. It was really one of only two-ish times that the defense really broke down. The other one yeah. they had to work for. Like, I'll give them that. It's just that we could get absolutely nothing going on offense. The only person that belonged on the field, at least it seemed like at times, was uh, Brooklyn Hens. Maybe maybe Willie pounding the trash can. Willie is such a menace. That's what we've come to the conclusion as. If it's a non-revenue sport, they kind of let Willie Wildcat do whatever he wants. (laughs) (laughs) And in this case, it was whenever the ref made a bad call, he'd just go over to this trash can and start just pounding on it and just point at the ref. He was actually probably very close to getting carded himself. (laughs) (laughs) He pointed to the inside of the trash can a few times as well. Yeah, it was really entertaining. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it was a pretty tough showing for the Wildcats. Uh, this was a home match, obviously, since we were there. But it, it was not the, the best showing that I've ever seen from them. But while this program definitely has taken some strides, and it's, I believe, now sixth year of existence, fifth or sixth season, um, they still have a long way to go before they're going to compete with the Texases and the West Virginias of the world. Like... Their um, defensive back line was outclassing our uh, attacking front, uh, which shouldn't be happening as much as it was. I mean, they were just faster than our striker, like which like their center back should not be faster than our striker. It's like a lineman being faster than the running back. <laughs> like, well, sometimes it happens. It's bad when it does. Is the point? Like. But yeah, 2 no loss for the Wildcats, unfortunately, to Texas in soccer. And then we decided, hey, you see that 2 no loss? You want to see me do it again to another Texas school? 
Yeah, so we lost 2-0 to Texas Tech. It was at Texas Tech. And this was a better game. We had more shots on goal than one. But still, it's a 2-0 loss, and a 2-0 loss is a 2-0 loss. Yep, at least statistically, this one looks a little closer. Uh, I did not watch this game online. I don't recall why. I think this this was a... I think I might have been busy when this was happening. Uh, actually, we were probably recording. Probably. <laughs> but uh, Texas Tech, they, as we said, they won this game 2-0. Uh, Kirsten Davis scored in the 6th minutes. Uh, and then Ashley Williams scored in the 35th minute. Um, and that was it for all the scoring. Uh, two yellow cards were given out this game, one to Bailey Nemechek and one to Brooklyn Entz. So that's two games in a row for Brooklyn Entz with a yellow card. I don't know if that means suspension or anything at the collegiate level. Uh, I actually don't even know if that means a suspension like the premier level. But uh, that's two straight games with yellows for Brooklyn Entz. Shot-wise, this was actually much more even. Uh, K-State finished with 13 shots, five shots on target. Texas Tech had 16 shots, seven shots on target. Although Casey only managed two shots in the first half, they got 11 in the second half, so a lot more potent offensive attack there. Uh, they were even on saves with five. Casey just had one corner kick, though. Uh, fouls were pretty close to even. Um, so all around, uh, at least on paper, looks like it was a, a bit more even of a match potentially, although still Casey was unable to break through. They remained scoreless in conference play in 2021. Not fun. No, it's not. Um, our next matchup for the K-State Soccer Cats is up against KU in Lawrence at 7 o'clock tonight. We're recording this at 4.30, which is surprisingly early for all of us. I got I did not have a class today. That normally happens, so we were able to get here a little earlier. Yeah. But anyway, next matchup is against KU. We'll cover that next week. But now let's move into the volleyball recap. And... The only matchups we had for volleyball were both up against number 10 in the nation, Baylor, and both of them ended up with us getting 0-3'd. Yeah, it was a another tough showing for KSA Athletics, uh, specifically volleyball. Uh, Baylor, granted, is a good squad. Uh, they should be ranked uh, very highly by the season's end, but K-State in this first a match against Baylor. They were swept 0-3. Baylor won the first set 25-16. The second set was closer 25-21 and then Baylor comfortably won the third set 25-17. So uh, the, did we go to this one or the next one? I mean, they ended the same. No, I was just going to tell them about how hot dogs were. <laughs> there were hot dogs there. What? You got the hot dogs, remember? Yeah. At the Baylor Volleyball game. Yeah. Which one did we go to? Uh, the Sunday one. Okay. So it's the next one, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're professionals. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, that was the right one. It's tough to see because the score is exactly the same. Yeah. Like, or at least it was close. But yeah, on this first one, um, on Saturday the 25th, uh, Baylor um, ran the cast out of the house for the most part. Uh, Leah Carter had a really tough day. Uh, she had 14 kills and 41 attempts, but she had nine errors. So that was just a hitting percentage of 12. Not very good. Uh, the next day, uh, similar story. The first set, K-State just about won. It was 25-22. Weren't quite able to pull it off. 
and they dropped the second set 25-17, and they dropped the final set 25-15. Really tough showing from the Cats yet again. Uh, started off a little better, but they really just kind of fell off towards the end. Uh, Aaliyah Carter had a better day. She was 18 of 40 with seven errors for a 27.5% hitting percentage. And um, it they at least looked composed for the majority of the game, at least while we were there, because we did go to the second game on Sunday. Uh, but they Baylor was clearly the superior team in at least a few ways. Uh, they I don't remember who it was, but they had somebody that uh, just seemed like they were just eviscerating us with, um, might have been Presley, number 22. 23, I think, or 25 was the person who got decimated. Uh, oh, 23 was the one that got hit in the face, like, twice for Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> Four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lauren Braceno, she just got, ab- like, like I, we were, like, targeting her or something. <laughs> she, targeting? Yeah, she, she did something to upset us, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, another tough showing for the Cats. All around a really tough weekend for K-State Athletics. I believe we went 0-5 when it was all said and done this weekend across uh, all three major sports. Uh, allegedly, golf is doing pretty well, though. <laughs> we don't have him on the uh, the docket here, but I was kind of following the scores, and it seems like they're doing all right, so that's good. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> at least, golf. At least somebody's playing well right now because... Can't say that much about uh, uh, the other teams. Especially, it's especially disappointing for volleyball because they're off to such a hot start and they're on an eight-game winning streak. So uh, tough to see, but yeah. I expect that they'll rebound. Don't worry. Whatever baseball season comes around, Omaha will uh, will happen yeah. and I'm will really, go undefeated and win the national championship. Yeah, I'm looking forward to K State baseball winning the College World Series this year. Uh, no pressure, P Hughes. But uh. Actually, no, I wasn't. I was going to say, like, it'll cost you your job, but no, you're recruiting well enough to wear it. No, it will yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, that man is recruiting an unbelievable level. Like, it, it's unbelievable how well he's recruiting. Yeah. But anyway, that genuinely does wrap up the new segment for this week. It's a shorter week because, you know, not as much stuff was going on, which is why we have two wacky segments of the week. I will be surprised if this episode goes above, like, 25 minutes, if I'm honest. Yeah. But the first wacky segment of the week, I'm going to flip the order because I think it's a, I think that this is, we typically do news wacky segments first and this has nothing to do with us. We're a college football podcast, not an NFL football podcast, but (laughs) this was just too good of a story to pass up on and not talk about. So Lyle Collins, the tackle for the Dallas Cowboys got busted with a suspension on the substance abuse policy. You know, very serious stuff, right? I think he's out for six games, I think it is. But, in his infinite wisdom, in order to avoid getting getting suspended, he tried to pay off the doctor who was giving him the drug test to either, I don't remember if it was not report it, or just not test him. <laughs> what What can you say? Um, bad. <laughs> it's not... That, that was a pretty bad idea, Lyle Collins. I mean, if you know that you are already doing it, 
like it doesn't really matter because if you try and pay off the drug official for the NFL, they're probably being compensated to a point where your bribes won't mean as much, especially if they get the NFL pension. Mm-hmm. So don't try and do that. Like <laughs> Pro tip, don't. Yeah, and honestly, his, his punishment probably was worse because he tried to bribe the official. Yes. So, like, he should have just taken the L. Like, it would have sucked, but, I mean, like, it's better than, like, getting caught for drugs and bribery. Yeah. Attempted bribery. Attempted bribery. Yeah, I, I just had to mention that because that's... Tough scene. That's tough, but it's really funny. It is very funny. But this week's Wacky Segment of the Week is not as wacky as we've had before, but still, it is uncharacteristic. You get to pick one NFL player to go back and play this current college football season with their alma mater, and because both of us would have picked a K-State player anyway, we are going to do one K-State player and one non-K-State player, and we're going to give reasons why. Do you want to go first? I do. And just to clarify, we're doing current NFL players. Yeah, current. And I think the... And they're taking, we're taking them as they are right now. Yes. The very, very obvious answer in my mind is, for the K-State player at least, Tyler Lockett, because, wow. Like, yeah. we, we need receiver help. And Tyler Lockett has just been absolutely unbelievable uh, so far this year. He had those two unbelievable games to start the season. It's not an okay third game, but... I think that he's the easy pick to bring back and help out K-State just to get a receiver with hands and separation ability on the squad. Tyler Lockett got hands. He does have hands. But yeah, I, I also would pick Tyler Lockett, but if I had to pick someone different, I would pick another receiver and I'd pick Byron Pringle. Yeah, that's another guy that has separation ability. I mean, geez. How, how, I just don't know how we struggle so much to find guys that can separate. This is like kind of, that's going to get off topic, but like, yeah, <laughs> Byron Pringle. For a different day. <laughs> but, yeah, Byron Pringle. That's a, that's a really solid pick as well. Like, especially if like we're assuming that you can only pick a guy once. Like, and Tyler Lockett's already taken. So, I don't, I don't know. Like, other than like receiver, though, if, if we're picking a not receiver position, I'm like, I'm trying to think about who you would take. Like, Cody Whitehair. I guess that's probably it, right? Center. Reisner? Yeah, I might take Reisner over White here. Yeah. Especially if we can kick him into center. He played center his retro freshman season here. Yeah, so. he played every position on the line at some point. I think he did. White here was a guard as well before he moved out of tackle at K-State, and then he moved back to guard for the NFL. Is he a center now? No. He's a left guard. Oh. I mean, I should know that. He's on my, he's on the calendar. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a tackle stance. I uh, <laughs> have a calendar above my desk that where we record at, and I didn't realize that was Coop, uh, Cooper Whitehair. Yeah, uh-huh. Cooper Beebe. <laughs> Cody Whitehair. Cody Beebe. Cody Beebe. I didn't realize that was Cody Whitehair. Uh, well, obviously I knew it before. Anyway. I, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so now we get to go <clears throat> non-K-State player, and I'll actually go first. And I'm going to pick someone from who is now a Big 12 legend, a Big 12 legend, Travis Kelsey, going back to the University of Cincinnati, because as good as Cincinnati is, I truly think that if they got, like, if Travis Kelsey shows up to that team and Desmond Ritter just, like, says, I want 
to throw to that one. It's going to work, <laughs> and they could probably compete for a Natty. That was what I was about to say. Is like since Natty's already a very good team, but if you put Travis Kelsey on that squad, like I think that they push for a national championship, and that's not an ironic take. I think like, they, I think they're pushing right now. Yeah, like they're already like on the outside looking in for a national championship bid, especially with the way the college football teams seem to have taken a step back from last year. So Cincinnati has a very good shot at it. Um, my pick for a for, for a current NFL player going back to their alma mater, uh, I went with a quarterback. He's currently quarterbacking the Washington football team. I'm sending Taylor Heineke back to Old Dominion just because I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you could, if you had to send someone back to like actually contribute, like pick someone who's at like a current contender or like someone in the top twenty-five, who would it be? Somebody inside the top 25 to send back to, like... And I can send someone back to a non-competitor to give you time, because I actually yeah. have someone. Okay, here. yeah, you do that. Okay. So, for similar, but not quite similar reasons, I'm sending Jordan Love back to Utah State, because people in Green Bay seem to be very mixed on him. So he can just go down to Utah. Aaron Rodgers can be happy that he doesn't have to babysit Jordan Love. And Jordan Love can go play for a Utah State team that has not been very good. And uh, if we get lucky, maybe he can take Eric Munoz with him. That actually, like, is kind of... That's kind of a good idea. It'd be, like, a minor league option. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just, like, send him down to the minors. Like, or send him down to AAA, aka Utah State, to... Uh, I just like get a little bit more playing experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like that pick. Um, on my end, I'm really struggling to think of uh, somebody that I would like send back right now to a contender. But I think I have somebody, and I think I'm gonna roll with Marcus Mariota back to Oregon. Really? Yes. I like that pick. I thought you were going to say Roquan Smith back to Georgia. I was not. That did not even cross my mind. That's a good pick, though. But it was either him, Trace McSorley to Penn State, or... <laughs> um, I don't I don't think this would have quite counted, although this team technically is top 25, and this guy was... I guess it's not his alma mater, so it wouldn't count. I was going to say Tyree Kill to Oklahoma State, but... Oh, uh, yeah. But that's not his alma mater, so... Technically, his alma mater is West Alabama. Yeah, so that would not work, but I don't know, Marcus Mariota to Oregon. Like, they already, Oregon's already good. Like, it'd just be like, but okay, let's put the, uh, did he win the Heisman? Or was he runner-up? Uh, he, I think he won the Heisman because he beat out Jameis. You're right, he did. So, and Marcus Mariota, former Heisman winner and current backup quarterback, which is a travesty that he's a backup because I really like Marcus Mariota. Send that man back to Oregon. I'm trying. I'm struggling to think where he would like reasonably. St- oh, Philly, Philly, yeah. Texans. Te- okay, well, I could start for the Texans. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like hmm, Davis Mills or Marcus Mariota. <laughs> hmm. So actually, that pretty much wraps up all that we wanted to say for this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. Oh, I'd love to see a QB battle in the Saints between Jameis and Marcus Mariota. Oh. That would actually be really fun. That'd like, be sick, actually. Like that—that that would be cool. We could, we could, they could settle the argument. Like, who who deserved the Heisman? 
Was it Jameis or Marcus Mariota? Jameis with his new eyes. Yeah, Jameis, post-LASIK, it's got to be Jameis Winston. <laughs> Pre-LASIK. Marcus Mariota by a country mile. I still think it's funny that he got LASIK, so it's really funny in my mind to imagine Jameis Winston had vision as bad as mine. So he was legitimately just throwing the football blind. I'm just trying to imagine myself throwing a football without corrective vision. And I don't know how I'd do it because I wouldn't even be able to see the ball. Like, <laughs> like I'd have to go under center every single time. Because I, I, would, I would lose the ball if it was even like like an inch off. Yeah. I'd, I'd be screwed. Perfect center. It would have to be per- absolutely perfect center. That's all it could be. Yeah, okay, so that this uh, this wraps up this edition of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you want to contact us, we are at Aggieville A Cats. Hello, dog. We are at Aggieville A Cats on Twitter. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. And our email is AggievilleAlleyCats at gmail.com. Thank you for waiting at least till the end of the episode, puppy. Um, I was really worried about that happening all episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it just happened now. Yeah. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, I am at ACEdward00 on Twitter. I am at Connor Bautzer, capital C and capital B. And if you want to support the show in a more financial way, we have our official Aggieville Alley Cats merch store, where you can buy such designs as Play Sandstorm Cowards, Neon Alley Cats, or the base Aggieville Alley Cats text. And Connor has an announcement. I just want to say that the Neon alley cats white hoodie is my favorite hoodie and i've had it for about an hour so i think that everybody should buy it and that's not even a self-serving thing i just really like this hoodie (laughs) it's very comfortable and it's just it's very snuggly and it also just looks really good buy our merch this is a threat this is this is a threat so you have to do it yeah but most importantly Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. Where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, Alley Cats.